Greetings, everyone. This is a Sound Health radio show with Richard Talk to Me Guy. And Sherry Edwards is off working on the soundhealthportal.com. I can't say enough good things about the Sound Health Portal. To have it be online and be available, I get a small go mic in my bag when I go out into the world. And if I go into somebody's home, I will try and figure something out. I can just plug in the go mic go to the Sound Health portal, and we can do an intake in less than five minutes. It's great. To find out more information about the Sound Health portal, I suggest going to soundhealthportal.com, scrolling down to see the current campaigns, and campaigns are those software packages where you can have your vocal print or vocal recording run through. And I just before the show looked and saw that there is uh, some of them that are available are stem cells, fibromyalgia, corona conflict, or biodiet. And biodiet's a really cool one. Well, they're all cool, but biodiet is really interesting because of the because we're going to talk with Paul today about eating and food and adding herbs into our lives on a regular basis, actually supporting and advocating for our immune system. Excuse me. And so biodiet is really cool because you can do a recording which I'll explain all that in a second. But with BioDiet, you can go through and see if there's something that, in one of the main charts that Sherry's developed, it'll show you like the, like, there's the thing you want to look at now. And this is true of all the software, not just BioDiet, but it's really great on BioDiet to see that you might have some issue in the methylation cascade, so assimilation isn't happening completely. And it's just there looking at you going, here, let's address this. So in order to do a test, to do a free trial, the campaigns are free runs of the software, and all you do is go to soundhealthportal.com, scroll down a bit, sign up for a free membership, just an email the report, and then you choose your campaign, and then the system will walk you through doing two 30 to 40 second recordings directly from your computer. You submit your recording. And within, I would say, two to eight hours, you'll get a report back, usually closer to the two-hour side. It just depends upon sometimes it's really busy. It takes a little longer. And when you get that report back, sit down with a cup of tea and sit and look at the material because it's a lot of information showing highs and lows and possible imbalances that you might have. Or maybe you're perfect. Wow. Uh, there's that as an option. And... Review that material, and then when you want to know more, I really suggest going back to soundhealthportal.com, scrolling to the bottom, and clicking on the video tab, and you can watch a video of Sherry doing a recent workup with somebody live online. And if you're on the email list, you'll be notified about these happening, and you can volunteer depending upon what she's working on. And you can watch the process in the record, uh, to, after clicking on a video tab choose one of the reports you want to watch and you'll watch her do, from beginning to end take somebody through the process of doing the recording, generating the reports and the information, seeing how much information is possible, which is quite overwhelming at times. But with the pie charts, it's really great because it displays it in a way that you can really get it, or at least that works really well for me. And then you'll see the reports and the whole process from beginning to end. So I really recommend going to soundhealthportal.com, 
scrolling to the bottom and watching a, one of the video replays because it gives you a great overall, oh, that's amazing. To hear and share replays of the show about 15 minutes after you hear the outro music, you can go to talktomeguy.com, scroll down that page, and you'll see this show there in about 15 to 20 minutes after we end here. There are also about over 300 shows archived available there. And the site was designed so that it's really friendly to people who use mobile devices to listen to their shows. And it also works really well on a browser. But you can, on a mobile device, you can just pull up the page, scroll down, and there's a player right on the page that works really well from any mobile device. So I'm really happy that's happening now. And you can find that at talktomeguy.com. With that, Paul Galon likes to be on the cutting edge. As founder and president of Herbal Products and Development, he studied and researched herbs and plants and has formulated innovative herbal products and whole food concentrates for over 30 years. He's an avid reader and researcher with a strong interest in new developments on the herbal and health frontiers. Paul is dedicated to implementing new concepts in health, nutrition, and herbology. His involved new product development in the United States has led him, to, led him to visit many countries around the world to study and photograph plants and herbs. He's become quite knowledgeable about native and foreign flora. Herbal Products and Development implements Paul's vision of bringing nourishing and effective original formulation and other products that he believes in to market. Herbal Products and Development offers products nationally to individuals, practitioners, and stores. Paul joins us to discuss using herbs, enzymes, oils, and more to support a vital immune system. Welcome, Paul. Well, good morning uh, in California and, and good afternoon in back east. So, yes, how are exactly. you? Not as smoky here. How's your smoke level? Are you guys have it? Well, uh, you're on the ocean, so you probably We just reasons. have the typical fog here. <laughs> I, just love, I miss fog. I miss living on the not coastal side. I really miss fog. Um, I want yeah. to start with a, an odd, not exactly an odd question, but it's more of a personal question in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Your herbal supplements are mostly blends or formulas. What are your thoughts on people that seem to strive toward wanting to talk about only single herbs versus formulas? What are the benefits of a formula versus a single herb? And that's setting aside such classics, tonics, as such as ginseng or Don Kwai, which we just think of taking singly. But what are mm -hmm. the advantages of a formula versus like, here, take, take echinacea? Well, yeah, the, I mean, the formulas are composed of the single elements, and you're analyzing them, how well they do, and then you group them in how they work together. So the synergy, let's say, of a single herb, uh, let's, let's pick Siberian Eleuthero, which used to be called Siberian ginseng. Siberian Eleuthero is a, what you call an adaptogenic. It means it's a tonic herb. I like the principle of tonic herbs, uh, whether I use herbs from Ayurvedic herbs, Chinese herbs, American herbs, European herbs, South American, African, but whatever, I, I go for more tonic principles. And you find um, 
a synergy with uh, something like a Siberian Eleuthero in something like Ashwagandha or Rhodiola rosaceae. They, they have similar properties, so they enhance it because you're getting a synergy in a wider spectrum of, um, of nutrients. But something like Siberian Eleuthero separately is, is wonderful as well. But in the formulation process, I, I like the aspect of the synergy of the um, nutrients together in a lot of cases, although I do have about 60 uh, single elements as well uh, in, in my product line, including fluid extracts and powders and um, concentrated extracts and also pastes. Mm, pastes. We'll save that for the culinary part of the show. Uh, we'll get back yeah. to the paste. <laughs> um, and what is the difference between curcumin versus turmeric? Because you see a mm-hmm. lot of press about curcumin. Curcumin, yeah. curcumin, curcumin. And turmeric seems to be slightly set aside. So I'd like a little clarity on that, please. So what what happens is turmeric... Um, which we have growing in Santa Cruz County, uh, Whiskey Hill Farms um, grows a huge amount of turmeric in this country, in in the continental part of the country, uh, not um, quite as much as in Hawaii, but um, the naturally occurring amount of curcumin in turmeric, you know, can range up to eight percent. Um, the standardized extract of curcumin, the curcuminoids, is usually 95%, and, you know, that assay is slightly higher. So, in other words, the uh, it's about a 20 to 1 sometimes to concentrate that. So you need – it can be up to 20 pounds of material to yield 1 pound. So the 95% is the standardized, what they call standardized extract when you – concentrate it down and the method they use for that is ethanol with alcohol and water so it's a it's a clean process uh, and i seek out only those i don't like any solvents in any of my um uh concentrates i like just the ethanol and water uh concentration to uh get the material that i'm looking for especially when i'm needing to get more uh, clinical benefits where people actually get uh, a a more powerful effect. And again, cumulatively, you can take um, any nutrient and, you know, that's all helpful. But when you have um, different conditions going on, it's it's wise to uh, try to get more concentrated nutrients to um, up-level your body and your immune system at that point. And do you think also that there, I know this is a trend in the cannabis industry to make isolates, and mm-hmm. which I'm not fond of. I'm much, I prefer a whole plant approach. And don't you, don't you think even though as much research as we've done, uh, let's say turmeric, that there are possibly mm-hmm. still micronutrients in there that we might not have discovered yet? So leaning toward a more clean extract like you're talking about is a great way to go? Yeah, and, you know, and there's different forms. So I made a um, 
fluid extract, for example, with turmeric uh, from the Whiskey Hill Farms here. And that, of course, is certified organic, the way it's grown. And um, it's it's a restorative farm, so it's 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 quite incredible the, the way they um, process and grow the you know what they're what they have there on the ground. Um, but I use the uh, just um, to get those components. I actually um, used um, the. Um, uh, Uh Uh-oh. I see Paul has dropped off. He might have had an internet connection problem. I'm certain he'll be back soon. I've had the uh, good fortune to be to Whiskey Hill Farms and see their quality of their grows, and it's quite extraordinary. David Bloom is a permaculture genius. Uh, Genius is strong. But in terms of, it's really, a, it's an amazing farm to see things growing side by side with purpose versus just rows of some single thing. And he produces really beautiful food products and this really stunning turmeric that I've seen and actually cooked with. It's really a wonderful product. Well... I know he's there somewhere. I hope we didn't lose connection. It's been happening. I've had lost uh, internet connections. So I'll talk a bit more about the idea of formulating. I I had an herb store and a retail uh, herb store and a national mail order catalog. And I've always leaned toward formulas. I just think formulaic because it's more of a, it's as much of a style thing as it is a thought thing where you have the primary herbs and then you might have something called a stimulant, but the stimulant is really an herb such as cayenne or ginger to help carry it into the system or into the extremities. And I'm just fond of that style of blending. And I know that's Paul's style as well, his formulas, because there are benefits to putting the synergism of herbs together. Well, not yet. Well, maybe... I don't know. If he doesn't come back, we'll have to reschedule. We have been having, because of the fires and other interruptions, blackouts and things in Northern California, although Paul is down in Santa Cruz, which is about three and a half, four hours away south. And But we have had interruptions and technical issues. And I believe he's back. Welcome back, uh, sir. There you are. You're back now. You were gone. There we are. Yeah, just the phone um, (laughs) technological issues. The phones are, I don't know what it is. I've replaced the batteries and the phones and the phone jacks. I I don't know. It's just the way these phones are. That's how technology Technology has a lot of that. I don't know. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know if you heard that. Did you hear what I said about the turmeric? No, go ahead. Please say that. Start there again. Go ahead. Okay. So the the turmeric, um, I took the roots, the flowers, and the um, shoots, actually the shoots of the turmeric from the Whiskey Hill Farms, which is an organic farm uh, in Santa Cruz County. Um, And I prepared that with the black and the long pepper. And the roots, I also had 
uh, juiced and diced. And so I made a fluid extract. Some people call that tincture, but it's actually a fluid extract of that material. And that's um, one preparation of taking a natural turmeric and using all the parts of it. Um, the other is just the uses in, for example, in Indian food, the and the cooking in it throughout India is using turmeric with the cumin and other spices in many of your meals, also the chutneys and, and whatnot. And um, I have a whole writing on the kind of um, turmeric that we use and uh, a whole story about it. So that's on my website. And, uh, you know, I, I really revere this, uh, this plant, and, and uh, I use it in a lot of different ways. And I'm, gonna, we'll, I'm certain turmeric will wander back through here again. Mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you about, I've heard you say that we mm-hmm. want a proactive relationship with our immune system. This is such a radical idea, man. Radical, I'm telling you, radical. Proactive relationship with our immune system. What? What's he saying? And it really, well, it shocks me that it's such a radical idea. In a certain way, I just don't, I, before I let you talk, I just have to say, I'd like us all pause for a moment and close our eyes and envision any of the talking heads on any of the network shows doing a segment talking on, hey, let's all take vitamin C every day. With that, I hand it to you to talk about being proactive with our immune system. Well, yeah, I mean, it's so important that we actively take care of our own health because um, anytime we rely on others to do those kind of things for us, we abjugate our own personal responsibility and that... um, you know, that's not a a good strategy for anybody to adopt. And so um, that leads you into a lot of research. And, you know, the there is actually a lot of good <clears throat> information um, on the Internet that I find. Something like um, Healthline, I think, is very well written. And I use that for a lot of just basic knowledge. Uh, Dr. Axe has good stuff as well. Um, you, you see that in, you know, there's a lot of good go-to sites that I can just find out quickly information. Um, in my unifiedcommunity.info site, I have a whole section on health and um, uh, unifiedcommunity.info. There's a whole section on health and um you know, there, you can access so much information so quickly if you want to just find out um, something. I was um, just re-looking at uh, a lot of the glutathione information today and astaxanthin and some things, again, just to kind of brush up on that. And, um, you know, there's great answers right there real quickly. And, you know, so beside all the books and the literature and the publications and the Townsend Letters and all the information that you can get, there are wonderful sites. And I've, I've taken the time to catalog a lot of information that people can easily access to find out virtually anything you, you can want to on many topics, but health is certainly the biggest one. 
And besides going, I'm not demeaning this at all, besides the going for a walk on the beach or being in the forest, how do we advocate and or support our immune system on a daily basis? I guess we're going to talk about cooking. I didn't know we were going to go here so soon, but it just it's become such a lifestyle mm-hmm. of you just do it. It isn't like you have to take three pills four times a day. There's right. that. But there is also the let's, you know, make a salad. and Talk about that, that approach. That's something we don't seem to have in this country. I don't know why. Yeah. The, that's interesting. The, you know, the thing is in, in your kitchen and having the way you set up your kitchen, um, you can have certain powders, certain green foods, certain spirulina, uh, any of that stuff around. I use um, my vitamin C is derived from the acerola and the bilberry and the hawthorn. And the, I use the extracts of um, very concentrated um, fruit powders, you know, because they have all the um, carotenoids, the colors, you know, all the natural colors of the plant. And uh, they have their own properties, and I, I really like that one. I, I have one called um, Berry, Berry Good, and that's my uh-huh. powder for my vitamin C. And I, and I have these things in, you know, containers, glass jars, and I use them uh, for drinks. And then I have, um, uh, let's say I'm I've extracted mushrooms or I have mushroom powders or I have paste or I have liquid liquid fluid extracts, any of those kind of means, I keep that by the stove because if I'm making food, I just put those in, those kind of mushrooms in as well. It can be a combination. It can be single. Um, I also use... Um, you know the mushrooms separately and they're they're wonderful they're savory they have a great taste profile they thicken your sauce up as you're as you're cooking um your your foods whether you're whatever you're you like to cook for yourself but um the thing is is just having your spices and your your herbs or your uh, nutrients kind of within hand's reach and I think that's the key to having something to where you enjoy using using your kitchen is to set it up in a way that's convenient uh, you know the way it's ergonomically good so that it's everything's reachable everything's findable and that way you're more motivated to um, use these things as supplements and as you study them and get to know them and really understand their principles, um, you can adopt them into your foods, into your into your cooking, into your sauces, into your uh, salad dressings, into your um, your soups. You, you can see as you study which ones are more heat soluble and which ones are to be used raw and um, your herbs. Having... Um, I like having uh, oregano plant. I have a Cuban oregano plant, um, both inside and outside my house. And, you know, when I'm having a meal, if I'm sitting out on the deck, I have a plant there. I just take the leaves from it. I 
you know, I have Malabar spinach growing, and I use the um, the leaves for that. You know, it's just a, it grows like crazy, and uh, you know, I can just steam it. That's a one that I would steam. Uh, keeping things around you, and it it makes a lot of it's fun, and it's um, it's not hard. It's easy, and as you get into it more and more, uh, doing your own food preparation, for example making your own sauerkraut um there's a way you can there's ways you can do it that uh you can really enjoy and uh you can use a cuisinart you can hand grind it into um, a stainless steel bowl and mix it put a little salt and you you pack it in really well and then you you uh put it in your cupboards it's there and then you you have your own incredible sauerkraut whenever you want to it's a one-step process, um, making your own kefirs. You can keep using the culture just like a sourdough bread. You can use the liquid cultures of your um, your kefir. You can keep reusing it, uh, those SCOBY cultures. Even if they break down, you can use the bottom of it and, and, and recapture those cultures and uh, make your own uh, kefir, water kefirs and uh, pickles are easy, you know, it's just basically a salt process. And having these things around um, enhance your meal, and they're they're fun, and they're easy, and they're, they're part of your kitchen. And uh, I have website, uh, on my website I have a lot of recipes for for all those things and how to make them and, you know, what to do with them. And uh, it's just a nicer, it gives you a fuller life, a fuller way to bring you know and and bringing them to events uh, people really enjoy uh the, the cultures uh for the drinks and they they love the sauerkrauts it, you know it's just it's just a um an enjoyable social interaction too and 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 also it's improving your health and 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 your community it's a it's a win-win <laughs> having and none of them are hard. Nothing that you just talked about, yeah, like the, the sauerkraut. You the hardest part about sauerkraut is grating it in the bowl, or in my case, using yep. a cuisinart because the cuisinart's a pain to clean, but it works really well. Right. And you exactly. make it, and you've got it. It's not like you have to do this on a daily basis. Once you've got that, it's handy, and it's exactly. It's, yeah, And it's so easy yeah. to throw some in on the side. You know, you make a piece of fish and you want something along the side yeah. and you take a wad of sauerkraut and boom, you put it there. And then there in my case, you, and then my case, you dust that with the spicy salt mix you make. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, That's a nice way too. Yeah. And having these things there, it's really great. And, you know, the um, whether you use the Cuisinart or whether you use the hand grating, unless you're doing a huge amount, um, you can actually grade the green cabbage. I like the yellow beets, the carrots. The, you can use daikon. Um, I use a little turmeric or ginger, maybe a little dill and um, caraway seeds. And a little salt. If you use too much, it becomes very soppy and wet, which is okay, but... The drier version I like because it it keeps very nicely. It doesn't mold, and it it uh, you pack it into your jars. That's the secret, and give yourself about a half an inch from the top, and seal it really well, and just put it in a cupboard. It's a one step. 
and you can hand grade it. And by the time you would dirty up a Cuisinart and clean it, you can hand grade everything in about 15 minutes and make enough sauerkraut for about two or three months. Making me drool. I love good sauerkraut. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I want to go back to the idea of, like, people are always, I think, kind of shocked when they see my kitchen because I mm-hmm. have so many shaker bottles. And that's uh-huh. because I have stuff like the Mushroom Power Supreme, which you can get from Paul's site as a formula and or in bulk, which is how I get most of it, because I use a lot of stuff when I'm cooking or when I finish something or even if I have food to go. I'm still going to go home and hit it with a dusting of Power Supreme and probably another shake of the essence of sea plants and some spicy yep. salt mix. Those are sort of my go-tos. There could be others, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's sort of the thing. And and actually do talk about the essence of sea plants because that is a great yeah. formula with well, all sorts of good as, micronutrients. Uh, that's not even on the website. That's um, oh. that one I made because we had a food trade group, and um, I used to love that to go to that, and you know it kind of died out. I think there's a few people talking about trying to revive it a little bit, and we'd be just a, a group of people who would get together and trade with each other, trade trade um, what they made, what they had, what they got from their garden, what they did. And I used to bring that because I didn't really want to make this a commercial product, but I enjoyed making enough of it in a small batch for the group. So that's really how that product. And Paul's gone again. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. Technology can be challenging. So I'll talk for a moment about the essence of sea plants. And I'm not here directly selling. I mean, we are talking about Paul's products, but these are all things that you could put together yourself if you wanted. In Paul's case, part of the reason that I use his formulas or products are because he's gone through all the work of getting the best possible single products I happen to know that the essence of sea plants all the sea plants come from northern Canada I believe cleanest water available and a lot of kelps and a lot of and it has a very nice sort of slightly salty sea essence quality to it and it's just filled with all sorts of wonderful micronutrients and a little bit of iodine from the kelp and it adds a really nice not exactly a mommy flavor, but it, a really good, adds a, a depth of flavor to the food. And the same is true of the Mushroom Power Supreme. That's the name of the formula. And that can come in capsules. And I do take that on a daily basis because I believe in mushrooms as a tonic and beneficial. But I also use it in a culinary way because it adds a flavor to the foods that I'm eating and or cooking. I use it more as a, as a finish Although in some soups and stews or a pasta dish where I'm going to toss it around, I might toss it in and let it cook a little. And the same is true of the sea plants, where I might toss it in toward the end. I'm not going to cook it for hours. I don't think it's quite that sturdy. I can ask Paul if he gets back here. I don't know. He might have to. uh... I'm not sure. Hmm. Anyway, so the idea of using the sea plants and or the the mushroom powders, you could start it with a single mushroom that's powdered. You could be using reishi or 
Lion's Mane or Agaricon or any of the, you know, refer to Paul Stamets material research on a lot of the mushrooms. And Paul doesn't make any culinary formulas. I mean, Paul Stamets, he makes mostly long-term beneficial products such as the Lion's Mane. But that's one of the things I like about Paul Galon's approach is the idea of using them in a culinary way so that we add the benefit of eating these things on a regular basis to benefit our immune system, to supply micronutrients and tonic benefits of the various mushrooms are very tonifying. And Paul's back again. Just a second. Terrible. Welcome back, sir. Um, now you're back again. Did we? Did you hear the salt or no? Where did we no, go I didn't. with that? No, please okay. talk about the salt. So the salt is very important in terms of uh, um, just you know, the way it, it actually helps hold water, so it helps with our hydration. A little bit of salt with the water. Um, that book, your many, your body's many cries for water. There's a lot of information on the importance of water in our diet and just drinking enough water. That's so important. And um, salt is a, a way that that holds more. Anyway, getting back to the salt. Um, shaker that you have uh that was um basically uh uh various types of salt including the himalayan crystal salt and others the hawaiian the nepalese uh salt um as well as um um a lot of herbs and uh sea plants and so that was a a mix that i used to use for a, a food trade group that i went to and I love that Richard. blend. That's yeah. a great. That's a great blend. That's a great flavor addition. And I'm a big fan of salt in the sense of, especially particularly like your whole what I call whole plant or whole food salts, mm -hmm. is that we get that amazing spectrum of micronutrients that we don't even know what's in those micronutrients. I just know that they're beneficial, and I love the flavor. Yep. Yep. That's the thing, uh, you know, good foods, uh, you know, have not only the taste and the smell and all the characteristics of the senses, but they, um, they're they very nourishing and, and the nutritive qualities are, are there. And that's kind of the thing of using high-nutrient foods. Um, not only do they give you a lot of the vitality, but they they taste good, they're the way they're grown and the tierra, the soil, and the, all of that is so important in, in the way we, um, uh, you know, enjoy our foods and how it is. I mean, it's it's also the way things grow, and that's the, the, uh, the importance because that's the preparation of the food that we get, you know, the, the, the farming of it and the production of it. Well, I was uh, during one of the times you dropped off. I was talking about Dave uh, Whiskey Hill, yeah, and how you know the product like that turmeric is amazing because it's so perfectly grown. It's mm -hmm. so just he's such a dedicated dog on a bone in the best of ways about how he grows things. Exactly. And it's, yeah, it's such a beautiful product. I still I was talking about that. I I had been to the farm in the greenhouse where it's sort of a mixed cacophony of plants, which you never see in greenhouses or in grows. It's always like very rows and columns and orderly. 
and that one greenhouse where he has the little frog condos so they can take care of the bugs and you know there's a mix of plants and everything is so vitally healthy it's just mm-hmm. like <laughs> it's amazing yeah. And so the vitality yeah, he, of the he food. Has a, he has a rare fruit group in one of the greenhouses now, and it literally there's there's jungles in there of um, tree tomatoes and papayas and all kinds of uh, exotic plants. Uh, so there's lots of things going on, and they also have uh, developed a lot of uh, overhead um, viney types of. Uh, huh passion flower uh, above them and and uh, so they're naturally harvested they just drop and they go into and they also are growing now um wasabi bonafide mm. wasabi and wow just amazing um developments of how they're simulating uh conditions from around the world that are uh conducive to um other kinds of plants that you know, aren't typically found uh, even in California. Wow. I have been to Whiskey mm-hmm. Hill in a while. I may have to come down. Sounds yeah, wonderful. Yeah, you, you need to see it. It's it's pretty incredible, very inspiring. Wonderful. I want to go back to hydration for a moment and talk mm-hmm. about uh, one of my favorites is uh, bitters. The idea yes. of adding a little, just a little bit of flavoring to your water not because I'm a person who likes water to begin with, but, you know, there mm-hmm. are people that are like, man, I don't like water. And I'm like, really? It's only mm-hmm. your life source, water. Yeah, right. Um, but the idea of adding something like bitters. So talk mm-hmm. about adding stuff to water and mm-hmm. talk specifically about bitters because they're such a wonderful addition to our world, our digestive well, the, world. You know, the bitters are what are really help us to um, balance our blood sugar. And that's what can act as a very corrective manner in in terms of the conditions like a diabetes or a or a circulatory problem or heart disease. The the bitters um, in countries like the Philippines and Thailand and parts of India throughout India, bitter melon. You know the bitter melon is is used with the food and. Um, people have gotten really used to that, and that's uh, found in all the markets. And it's uh, you know something we don't use much in this country, but it's um, very much a part of the cultures there. We have uh, digestive bitters that are in liquid form, uh, made from different herbs, and that's a, a nice way of having a tonic or kind of. Um, pre-meal, you know, to get the digestive juices moving, uh, the gentian and different herbs like that were used. The the classic Swedish bitters was another one that uh, was a way of, you know, in Europe, especially throughout Europe, was a way to stimulate the appetite uh, before a meal to get the, um, the, the, you know, to get your salivating and getting your body prepared for the food. And so digestive bitters are very important. We just um, have lost that taste for bitters. And it's interesting because the bitter on the tongue is very is right next to the sweet receptor. They're, they're like a quarter inch apart. 
That's interesting. I didn't I didn't know that part about they're so close together. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's great. The, the bitter and the um, the more savory sweet is right next to each other in the tongue. So it's they're very close, but they're you know they're the bitter is just something we don't have in this country. It's not um, it's sort of maligned, and you know people just don't you know go for that taste at all. But it's very healthy and very corrective and very nourishing. It's important. I'm not the majority of your food, but but enough to where it um, it can be effective. Do native cultures in America have bitters of any kind? Oh yeah, yeah, they did. Um, uh, even in the wild foods, you know, there's um, um, you know a lot of these herbs that we use the the uh, were. Um, were were here and they were being used um, even in food preparations they had those kind of um, differing tastes kind of like the line of Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine where you have the the five tastes uh, the shizandra, the amla, the different fruits uh, they have the sweet, salty, bitter, pungent and sour taste you know they have the five and then the the sixth taste would be astringent so the meals had you know and i think the native people in this country had foods that had um a lot more of a variety of 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 these um five or six tastes than we do now we seem to have gotten locked up in sweet and salty Sweet and salty, and your body, your um, your taste buds will switch back and forth between sweet and salty. Um, when they get satiated with one, they go to the other. But that's sort of shortcutting the whole process of the sour, which you know is more of the vitamin C and the you know those um, lemons and whatnot. But very important, especially when you make salad dressings, you can incorporate all of that into your salad dressing, for example. It could be overall savory, but it can have all those elements in it. And that's an easy way. You put the lemon and you put something that has a little sweeter profile and a little um, a little touch of bitter, uh, you know, your, your salt, your, um, your brines. You can make brines. Um, maybe rosemary with the crystal salt. You can use the salt rocks. You can use the salt pellets, and you make them into a brine, and you can put herbs in those. Uh, that's kind of a nice way to go in your salad dressings. Um, you know, so you, you can you can add all of that and have that in little nutritional yeast, maybe uh, some sea kelp, um, and different elements, and then that's your salad dressing, you know, that can go with um, maybe a good olive oil or you could use hemp oil or pumpkin. And, you, you know, you're picking up all the range of that with your with your salads. You're getting a, you know, a more full range and a more uh, better digestive range. Well, also I'll toss in that the wonderful thing about having brines around is that mm-hmm. they're so easy to add, like, oh, I forgot to put that in, and you add it, and it's in. 
because it's in a liquid form and it's a great carrier, there's sometimes I'll use a brine at the end, again, back to spicy. I'll mm-hmm. add a spicy brine at the very end to finish a dish. And it's like, wow, that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And and the mushrooms, too, they really give you that range of uh, flavor, too. Mm-hmm. Like the unami, you know, it, they, the mushrooms give you that um, very satisfying fullness of the flavor with the with that uh, salt or the spiciness, they, they they all have their their place, and you know each person would use it to their to their you know own specifications. But you know having a it's like having a an incredible palette of things that you you can use for uh, for your food. Just like if you were painting, you'd you'd want to have. 60 or 80 colors instead of five you you just get a richer tapestry of uh of uh, of nutrients in this case and all the while and all the while intentionally or not intentionally supporting the immune system wow what a radical yeah. idea actually yeah. just casually supporting your immune system by what you're eating yeah and you know it's it's just you know, and the the cost is about the cost is the same. You know, if you think about what you know, if you were eating um, prepared snack foods or whatever, and you're spending time and money on these, I don't think your costs are any higher for really having um, you know excellent foods. It's it's not it's not really a much cost difference. Could you give us an example, I'm jumping here, of, of a profile of pungent in terms of a flavor or a spice that you would yeah. consider to be pungent? Yeah. Um, turmeric and ginger, both. Okay. Um, and what about you know. astringent? I think of astringent as sort of somehow related to minerality, but what about astringent? Astringent can be... Um, yeah, yeah, it could be more of the alkaline sort of taste of um, certain vegetables, you know. It's it's kind of bitter, and then it goes into sort of like an astringency. Astringents are what constrict the body, you know. It, it um, uh, It's um, tonifying, like certain vitamin Cs have a little bit of astringency, even though they're sour, they... They're constricting. They're a little bit um, clearing out, like uh, if you have a lot of um, mucus conditions or, or your body's, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, out of that, it, it helps to um, tighten it, strengthen it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It has its role. You know, they, it's, it's really about the balance, I guess. Yeah. And talk about some good... I'm a little judgy on sweets because sugar can be tricky, but talk about some good sweet. One of the characteristics mm. of sweet. Well, you know, um, there's a lot of berries that have gotten um, popular recently. The golden berry, which is a sour one, but very nice. And the goji, the, um, the cherries, there are many, many kinds of cherries and, 
of course, blueberries are amazing, and so many kinds of blueberries you can find now, different different types of blueberries. Um, all of those are are wonderful to use in a um, – people are making um, uh, a lot of desserts out of uh, coconut, coconut cream with mm-hmm. berries and um, uh, maybe um, – uh, almonds, different things like that. There's a lot of uptake of uh, use in foods. Um, there's just some very simple, of course, cacao. That's legendary. Uh, different ways of using cacao and coconut and maca and then into the herbs. And uh, you can make uh, rolled balls where you have oats and um Maybe cacao, maybe some coconut, maybe a little roll them in pollen. Um, you know, just a little bit of it is uh, very filling and great little dessert as well. You can keep them in the freezer or the refrigerator, depending on how many you, you make. Um, yeah. It's, again, that's kind of having things around that you like. So if you have some nice things around, it's you can either follow a recipe or, or you make up a recipe. And um, there's a lot of times they'll just make up something on the spot. You know, you have grated coconut, you have the coconut cream, you know, they make coconut cream powders. You can constitute them in a little water. You could put tea water. You could put the, the fruits they soak in, the goji, uh, the... Um, uh, you know, and then, you know, different things. If you want to fill it in more, the oats are good. Uh, uh, you can use um, uh, bran. You know, you can use flax meal, uh, chia seeds, uh, hemp seed. You can grind them, uh, pumpkin seed. You know, and then you just combine it and make something you like the way that it tastes. Yeah, and let's... Let's jump over for a moment about one of my favorite kitchen devices, the small coffee grinder mm-hmm. for that thing that you like to do a lot where you take seeds. Again, this is not rocket science, but no. in the best of ways, it's like to grind a few seeds right at the end and use them as a garnish on a food, on a salad, on anything. So talk about all of that, grind it, you know, yeah, whether it's hemp know, seed or flax seed. Fifteen or, or $20 investment it used to be about $7.00. Yeah. <laughs> now is uh, you can buy a good seed grinder, which is a coffee grinder basically, and um, just when you grind your seeds just enough for your for your meal or your dessert or whatever you're making, uh, your salad, um, that's the best way to do it. Just grind the seeds you need, and I keep pumpkin seeds around the hemp seed. The chia, sometimes I'll have black sesame. Um, you have different seeds there, and you just throw them in the grinder, uh, you know, grind them and dump them in your food, scrape that out, and you're ready to go on the next one. It takes about, literally from start to finish, you can grind your seeds and put them in your meal within probably about 30 seconds. So it's not like a, a long-term process. And the seeds add so much to your your salad, your dishes, your 
whether you had, you know, vegetarian or fish or vegetables or whatever you like, uh, they really add a lot to it. They add a lot to rice even, you know, or or a dessert. Um, the thing about ground-up seeds is they really provide a lot of nourishment and they're easy to use and, and they go with virtually almost anything. And let me advocate clearly here for not going out thinking that you're clever if you go out and buy a half pound of ground berries, or I mean nuts. Mm-hmm. The idea is that if we're, they're pretty stable, I think, if you keep them cool, mm-hmm. and then you throw some into the grinder and use them. And it's not pre-grinding and letting it sit around and oxidize. The seed is a pretty right. strong self-contained device left alone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like if I'm storing like the hemp seed and pumpkin and all that in the refrigerator or the freezer or whatever, um, it could be either one. I put a little out in a maybe a small three or four ounce jar on the counter, and then that's mm-hmm. what I'm using. And then when that gets empty, I just take it out of the refrigerator or freezer and, and fill it again. So it's mm-hmm. an easy way to do it, and you have it right in front of you. And you just have them all right by the um, grinder, whichever ones you like. And that way it's real simple. And it's tasty. I can taste the flavor of uh, fresh pine nuts. Just even, mm-hmm. if, even if I'm not making a pesto, just the idea of adding that to a pasta dish or any kind of dish at the very end because of that slightly sweet texture, sweet flavor they have, and they have a great texture. Mm-hmm. So they're really yeah. a, a wonderful thing at all times. Yeah. Well, I found another good one, the blanched um, almonds, which mm. are far cheaper than the pine nuts, are pretty nice in a, ground up in a pesto. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's another way to use, you know, kind of giving that simulation of a pine nutty flavor. But the um, I found the almonds very versatile that way, too, um, and the blanched in that case. Sometimes the soaked almonds are good if you get rid of the skin. The um, the flavor is incredible, and the, um, they have high magnesium and a lot of other minerals. Uh, almonds I, I like very much as a, a nut, and I like the seeds a lot myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really fond of hemp seeds, but I'll just take a handful oh, yeah. of hemp seeds and chew them down like a cow because I mm-hmm. like their flavor and their chew. Mm-hmm. And I have a number of people I know growing hemp, so I have hemp seeds always around. And I've been yeah. using hemp oil since I met you probably a bazillion yeah. years ago because uh-huh. why not? It's nutritive and it's got flavor that's great. Yeah, the oils have uh, amazing characteristics. And I have a little, uh, I have an oil I blended. I used to have a seven oil blend called Supreme Seven. I now make um Hempkin oil, which is hemp and pumpkin oil, and I keep it in the freezer. And then um, I'll, uh, I don't keep it out. I keep it in the refrigerator in a smaller amount, but I keep the larger in the fridge. And um, uh, that can be gotten by the quart or whatever, but they're, they're, uh, they're really nice together. And they kind of give a balance of the omega-3s and the omega-6s. A little bit of the omega nine, you get the steric, the palmetic, the all the different um, um, 
components of the oils and it's a real nice balance between uh, hemp and pumpkin, I think. And you'd use that as what I would call a finish oil, not a cooking oil. You'd use that on no. a salad or to drizzle across right. the dish when you're done. Okay. Exactly. You know, and, and that's the thing about cooking, too, is if you cook in the oils, you're, you're, oxidating them, you're oxidizing them a little bit. And it's better to kind of – I cook in water, actually, and then at the very end I put the oils in for aroma and flavor not not cooking with it because you get all the you know if you if you use it at the end and not you know during cooking you get all the benefits of the oil without um uh oxidizing it so i i think it's um some oils will hold up better like maybe coconut or even olive to a certain degree but i think it's better at the end of uh food preparation and then you really get the the value of it you get the bang for the buck you get you get the full taste of the the oils that you're putting on your food you get the characteristic of it without the oxidation yeah really i think you end up with so much more flavor from the oils i don't think people think of oils as a flavoring agent but when mm-hmm. you start using something like the hempkin which i happen to have some in my fridge and or something like a great olive oil, it always makes my yep. mm-hmm. something bad reaction. When I watch people take a local, fresh, amazing virgin olive oil and heat it, throw it into a screaming pan, like, oh, my God, no, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I uh, recently got some nice Moroccan olive oil, and I really like the uh, Moroccan and Tunisian are really, really tasty. Um, so... And they, of course, we have really good organic Californian olive oil, and and the Italian is amazing. So, olive oils are great. But you know, I think it's good to rotate a lot of the oils and and really get the benefit of a variety of that. And you get a lot more uh, different nutrients and different fatty acids. So it's it's kind of important not just to have olive oil all the time, but to to vary it and. Uh, you know, hemp is a great candidate. I think pumpkin is incredible. Um, I like sesame. Uh, there's a lot of good oils out there. I just would, I'm not um, too big on the uh, soy and the canola, but, you know. You're no fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not even get started on soy. We'd have to do a whole other hour. Um, no, no. Such a tricky subject. Um, I'm stunned to find we're at this time where I ask you, where would you like people to find out more about you Ah, and your products and your amazing empire of information in the best of ways? Okay, so I very simply, I put, actually I have four websites uh, and two of them are free. Uh, Well, they're all free. I mean, they're all free. There's no sign in. There's no, you know, there's none of that. Um, no tracking, no advertising, any of that. I don't have that. Um, Paul's Community, P-A-U-L-S, no apostrophe, Paul's Community dot us, U-S. That goes to all four of my websites, the herbprod.com, which is my um, nutritional website. I have a community-based website called unifiedcommunity.info which is all part of Paul's community as well. 
um, of exploring botanicals as plants of the world. And I have a fourth one now. Uh, the last year I've been really researching agriculture and writing a lot about that. We've created a blue-green algae fertilizer with a lot of um, rock dust and basalt, kelps, uh, the carbon, the humic, the fulvic. So we're creating a um, uh, kind of a, uh, a fertilizer with uh, OMRI certified, so it's uh, Organic Research Materials Institute. Uh, so it'll be all the organic standards, and we, you know, I've been writing about that too. So that's been the the latest project, but they're all, you know, it's it's very interesting. But herbprod.com has has um, a lot of information on, uh, you know, what we're talking about here, but. Uh, they're all kind of interesting. And then I'm not hard to find. You can find my name, Paul Galon, and, you know, people can call and, um, you know, I, I answer the phone. I actually get back to people. So it's it's pretty easy. There's it's an email, shocking. too. You just call yeah. Paul. It's an amazing <laughs> idea. He just answers the phone like, hello and what? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and I really do recommend I, – I highly recommend going right to paulscommunities.us.us because it's a great gateway to all of Paul's sites. And it's an easy URL to remember, and it, allow, it takes you into unifiedcommunity.info, which is a whole world of, wow, have a beverage, have an easy chair, take breaks, because it is just a – ton of information on all sorts of information, everything from solar to good cooking oils. I mean, it's an amazing resource. Yeah, it, that one has 2,500 links, and it has 125 categories. Just a little casual weekend project, yeah. Yeah, you madness. can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just madness. Um, well, thank you, Paul. That was as fun as I thought it was going to be, and we'll talk backstage about getting that phone fixed, Yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah. the heck that was about. But thank you so much. That was great, and and he's gone. Once again, his phone just dropped off. That's very funny. Um, all right, everybody. Have a great rest of the weekend, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.